Hello, and welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music, education, and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and today is Saturday, January 20th, 2018. This is episode 213, George Carlin and Mr. Rogers, perfect together. If you were to go onto the internet right now, you will only find one site that has George Carlin and Mr. Rogers linked. It is a painting that someone created and it's an odd painting because it has Mr. Rogers in his typical pose with a sneaker in one hand, but it also has George Carlin with what appears to be a cigar in one hand and a conducting baton in another. And there's also a panda bear in the picture. I'm not sure what the inspiration was behind this, but I did enjoy the picture because I personally feel there are so many important similarities, so many important contributions made to this world by these two trailblazers. George Carlin and Fred Rogers lived around the same years. They were both born during the Depression. They both passed away in the 21st century. George Carlin had a lot of health issues, many of which were brought on by his own poor decision-making. He did suffer three heart attacks, and the third one was not what resulted in his death. Fred Rogers, on the other hand, passed away from stomach cancer and from everything we seem to know about him lived a relatively healthy life. The reason I've chosen these two men is they have helped to shape the person I am today. I feel very, very strongly, of course, in education, but I'm also a huge advocate when it comes to humor. One of the most important things to be able to convey a message in education is to be able to mix in a nice sense of humor, provide some levity to a situation. Because when we approach anything, anything at all, and we're too serious all the time, it can be lost on us. Now, I know that some people have said, well, Tim, sometimes you're too serious in these episodes. 
And that's, that's a fair comment. But one of the reasons that I think I come off as being a pretty serious person is because I am very, very passionate about getting my message out to people. And when I teach, I find that I'm so immersed in what I'm saying and I want people to really get the ideas that I want, which will hopefully move them, inspire them, motivate them, change them. But make no mistake, I spend a a lot of time watching comedians, watching prank videos, and I think it's really important that we make time as often as possible to laugh. Because if you don't do that, it's a perfect way for stress to build up. It's a perfect way to get down about things. And I can think of of no one who embodies everything that I am about in terms of conveying important messages and using humor than George Carlin. It is remarkable to me how much better he got as he got older. Although I'm not completely surprised because I think experience played a role. Just to take this into consideration, at the height of his career, when he was making money hand over foot, he disappeared off the face of the earth for five years. And why did he do that? To tend to his health. Why did he do that? He felt that the material was, uh, he he needed to have a, a makeover. And people don't realize that Carlin knew that his image was extremely important. So did Mr. Rogers. So while Mr. Carlin's life, after you do some research on it, you'll find all of the interesting things he did over the years and the career path that he took to becoming the success that he was. And you compare it with Mr. Rogers, there's part of you that may say, Tim is still crazy for producing a podcast episode like this. But I assure you, when you're done hearing the similarities, the differences, and their various quotes over the years, and they are interesting quotes, I think you'll agree with me why it's important for anyone to know how important these two men were to our world. First off, the similarities. Both men were highly educated. They had entirely different educational backgrounds. George Carlin grew up and attended a Catholic high school and did not graduate from that high school. He was thrown out. 
he bounced around to several different institutions and ultimately landed in a school which helped to change his life. It didn't make him, I don't think, into what he believed to be a perfect person, but it had a profound effect on everything that he did afterwards. Fred Rogers, on the other hand, had what we would consider the perfect style of education with his bachelor's and master's degrees, his final degree being listed as one coming from the Pittsburgh uh, Theological Seminary. What's curious about that is that even though he graduated from a degree and obviously believed very strongly in religion, you will not find a ton of quotes from Fred Rogers having to do with religion or even references to God. To that end, I can't even find any quotes having to do with Jesus Christ, any denomination of the church. It's very interesting, a man who knew so much about religion, and I'm sure lived by different concepts of religion, didn't speak about it. And I have felt very strongly about that as, as well. Because as I said recently to several people in a discussion, I do firmly believe that people who feel strongly about religion need to keep their views to themselves because you can easily offend people who do not share your beliefs. No different than the beliefs you would have on any other topic, which might be perceived as controversial in any type of way. So we always need to be careful. Both men were advocates for critical thinking. Carlin and Rogers always, always, always wanted you to think. They wanted you to ponder. Carlin did it through laughter, but he always tackled topics. Say that quickly three times. He tackled topics that were present and relevant. Rogers, on the other hand, had a lot of quotes that were timeless. When you listen to some of Carlin's material and he talks about Reagan's gang, speaking about Ronald Reagan and all of the people in his inner circle, if you don't know anything about politics from the early 1980s and the Republican Party, it's difficult to understand everything he is talking about. Whereas you can read a quote from Fred Rogers and not know if he said it in 1971 or 1991. But they were both always about critical thinking. They were both trailblazers in both of their industries. Carlin is believed by many to be, 
in the top five of greatest comedians of all time. I've never been a fan of greatest of all time. I always like to look at most important of all time. And when it comes to most important of all time, there's still part of me that wants to put Carlin at the very top. And some people may disagree with me, and that's fine. Greatest of all time, most important of all time, in the scope of life and education, Mr. Rogers is right up there. Both Carlin and Rogers spoke in a very calculated manner. Carlin spoke very, very quickly. And he could rattle things off because he was so brilliant. His wit was off the charts. Fred Rogers, on the other hand, was very, very slow with his delivery. However, Carlin's comedic genius, he knew the cadence in which he delivered his materials. He needed to do it in a calculated manner. So the way that he spoke, you would be able to digest it and then just laugh hysterically. Both men made a difference in government. George Carlin had a 1978 Supreme Court case. And the case was not completely related to all of his raunchy humor, but it certainly involved his seven words you can't use on television. And because I like to keep my podcasts on the clean side, I'm not going to say those seven words. But the fact that he had, he, he was the, the focal point of a Supreme Court case is huge. And it changed what was and was not going to be permitted on television, on radio, and just the FCC in general. Rogers, on the other hand, had an epic speech in 1969 before the United States Senate. That is a must-see, must-listen-to speech. Go on to YouTube, pull up Mr. Rogers' United States Senate 1969 speech. It's not very long because Mr. Rogers knew, even though he spoke slowly, He was able to get his point across and convince you so well. How about their differences? Their educational background, as I mentioned before, very different. Their childhood environments. George Carlin grew up in New York City. Born on, I believe, I actually I don't want to say because I, I don't have it in front of me right now. But he, I know he was born and bred in New York City. Jo- uh, excuse me, Fred Rogers grew up in Pittsburgh. Now you could say, well, he grew up in a city. The thing is about where, where he grew up and 
the area where he grew up, which was a suburb of Pittsburgh, uh, Fred Rogers was a, a country boy. He was someone who was very, very folksy. And some people would even say sometimes a bit on the hokey side. George Carlin loved the East Coast. Fred Rogers didn't really have a particular preference as to where he lived. Carlin loved the East Coast so much that at, a, at one point when he was actually presenting a show for a long time in Las Vegas... He actually had one particular performance which went so awry and the audience turned on him and he wound up giving it right back to the audience and essentially told everyone in Vegas, get me out of here. I want to go back to the East Coast. And he had other reasons why. And you can read up on those if you, you're interested. Their thoughts on religion... Both of them knew religion extremely well. But of course, they had very different thoughts and ways to convey those thoughts. Now that we've covered the similarities and differences of the two, I've compiled a list of quotes. And what I decided to do was take 12 specific issues and give you quotes by each man. You're going to be surprised because some of the quotes are going to be somewhat similar. A lot of them are going to be different. But the most important thing about all of the quotes is they are designed to make people think. Here are those 12 topics I've compiled. Number one, life. Carlin's quote, I want to live. I don't want to die. That's the whole meaning of life, not dying. I figured that out by myself in the third grade. Fred Rogers, his quote, I hope that you're learning how important you are, how important each person you see can be. Discovering each one's specialty is the most important learning. Number two, the English language. Carlin, there are 400,000 words in the English language, and there are only seven you can't say on television. What a ratio that is. 399,993 to seven. They must be really bad. Rogers. Fame is a four-letter word. And like tape, or zoom, or face, or pain, or life, or love, what ultimately matters is what we do with it. Number three, religion. And I can never do this like Carlin says it, so I urge you to pull up Carlin if you want to get the effect. Carlin, 
Religion has convinced people that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do every minute of every day. And if you do any of these things, he will send you to a special place of burning and fire and smoke and torture and anguish for you to live forever and suffer and burn and scream until the end of time. But he loves you. He loves you. And he needs money. Rogers. I believe that appreciation is a holy thing. That when we look for what's best in the person we happen to be with at the moment, we're doing what God does. So in appreciating our neighbor, we're participating in something truly sacred. Number four, society. Carlin, the IQ and the life expectancy of the average American recently passed each other in opposite directions. Rogers, part of the problem with the word disabilities is that it immediately suggests an inability to see or hear or walk or do other things that many of us take for granted. But what of people who can't feel or talk about their feelings or manage their feelings in constructive ways? What of people who aren't able to form close and strong relationships? and people who cannot find fulfillment in their lives, or those who have lost hope, who live in disappointment and bitterness and find in life no joy, no love. These, it seems to me, are the real disabilities. Number five, society, again, stronger messages. Carlin, think of how stupid the average person is and realize half of them are stupider than that. Rogers, our world needs more time to wonder and reflect, but there is too much fast-paced, constant distraction. Number six. Parents and children. Carlin, here's a bumper sticker I'd like to see. We are the proud parents of a child whose self-esteem is sufficient that he doesn't need us promoting his minor scholastic achievements on the back of our car. Rogers, when we choose to be parents, we accept another human being as part of ourselves, and a large part of our emotional selves will stay with that person as long as we live. From that time on, there will be another person on this earth whose orbit around us will affect us as surely as the moon affects the tides, 
and affect us in some ways more deeply than anyone else can. Our children are extensions of ourselves. Number seven, the presidency of the United States. Carlin, in America, anyone can become president. That's the problem. Rogers, if I had the awesome responsibility of being president, I would try to help the country and the members of Congress understand that there are proven ways of effectively helping children born to high-risk families, that early childhood care has a lasting impact on adult life. Number eight, materialistic things. Carlin, property is theft. Nobody, quote, owns anything. When you die, it all stays here. Rogers, what do you think it is that drives people to want far more than they could ever use or need? I frankly think it's insecurity. How do we let the world know that the trappings of this life are not the things that are ultimately important for being accepted? Number nine, wishes and dreams. Carlin, the reason they call it the American dream is because you have to be asleep to believe it. Rogers, what makes the difference between wishing and realizing our wishes? Lots of things, and it may take months or years for a wish to come true, but it's far more likely to happen when you care so much about a wish that you'll do all you can to make it happen. Number 10. Being yourself. Carlin, most people with self, excuse me, most people with low self-esteem have earned it. Rogers, the greatest gift you ever give is your honest self. Number 11. Making comments. Carlin. Quote, no comment is a comment. Rogers. We speak with more than our mouths. We listen with more than our ears. And number 12 the United States of America. Carlin, when you think about it, attention deficit disorder makes a lot of sense. 
in this country, there isn't a lot worth paying attention to. Rogers, life is deep and simple. And what our society gives us is shallow and complicated. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast on Carlin and Rogers. I spend every day reading quotes by Fred Rogers, watching and listening to the comedy routines of George Carlin. And there are so many others where I do the same. But I urge you to continue to educate yourselves and others and find a way to laugh every day. It's so important to everything surrounding our health and well-being. As always, please share this podcast with others. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And I look forward to meeting with you again at our next episode.